powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Oh, camera's not working. Oh, great. Awesome start. Okay. Um, hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. Let's click that button. Then let's click that button. Does that work? Hey, there I am. Uh, what a fitting way to start this. After uh, the Flames essentially no-showed from their game tonight against uh, the Detroit Red Wings. We will talk about that. Just an awful, pathetic, terrible effort from the Flames this evening. We will get into that. There's a part of this conversation that I am finally accepting. Um, and we will get to that all in um, in just a little bit. But before we get into all of that, because there's going to be a lot of ranting and raving, um, I do want to ask you, want to bet? Then get in on the action at Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond and March Madness is on deck. Bet pre-game, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com SCPN. Or if you're in Ontario, download the app now using the QR code at the bottom of the screen. It was the only thing you could see on the screen for a second. Um... <laughs> 19 years and older, please play responsibly. I just had to look over at the chat uh, to see Robert giving me the, uh, the the compliment. Yes, no, I've, I've often found uh, that I am at my best when you can hear me, but not necessarily see me. Um, okay, uh, all joking aside and all ranting and raving about the hockey game aside, just quickly uh, want to send our condolences to the family of Paul Girard, the uh, former Flames assistant coach who passed away today at the age of 57 years old. I, I didn't have a whole lot of interactions with him, um, but I, I had a few genuinely nice human being, always one of those guys in the hot stove lounge who um, would come in and even when the salespeople had 45 people in the room, would shake everyone's hand, ask how everyone was doing, like just a really, really nice guy. And from all accounts, that was genuine. So um, thoughts and prayers are with him. Just 57 years old, man. That is far too young after a long battle with cancer. So um, again, just thoughts with uh, with everyone affected by that because that is... It was really, really sad news to, to wake up to today. So, no easy transition to go from something serious to the dog shit we watched out on the ice for 60 minutes this evening. However, we must do that. Coming up on the show today, the Flames just weren't good enough. A couple players kind of were. Um, and then we actually asked the question, what should this team do over the next couple of weeks? Because just, again, quite frankly... That was not good enough. That was a horrible effort. Aside from the first period, the second there was any pushback from the Red Wings. The fucking Red Wings. What? Anyway, the second there was any pushback from that team, they just crumbled and melted. That was embarrassing tonight. Um, I didn't watch the last couple of minutes. Um, just getting all of this set up, which <laughs> paid off. Got the camera working great. Um, but... I'm hoping they got booed off the ice tonight because that is what they deserve. And just looking at this right now, um, Ring of Fire, I mean, look, Flames Twitter was not an overly inspiring place this evening, but uh, I think it was Ring of Fire um, with the, the tweet that this team, like, they're old, they're slow, they're not scoring, they can't defend, and um, there's no prospects whatsoever. Like, it, it feels very dark with this Flames team right now, and I just, I, I feel, I, I genuinely feel bad for Flames fans right now 
because Flames fans deserve so much better. And as someone who has had the, the privilege of covering, well, privilege of covering this team might be a bit of a stretch, but the, the privilege of covering this league for the, the last 10 years in some way, shape, or form and interacting with Flames fans and seeing the passion around here, this team just wants something to be excited about, right? Like the, the second the playoffs start, there's car flags everywhere. Bars have the flags everywhere. It, it's just, it... it, it this place has so much passion around this Flames team and people still go to the games and people still buy the jerseys and they still support this team when really, for the exception of one really magical run in 2004 and a couple of, oh, hey, there we go, regular seasons, um, this team hasn't been very good since basically I was born. And look, I mean, you can pro, maybe you can't see him because the hats hide it pretty well. There's a lot of gray hairs on your boy. You know, I'm, I'm not getting ID'd going into any bars anymore. I've been around for a minute. And this team has basically been good like twice my entire lifetime. This is just such mediocrity. From, like it, it is just at the core, a mediocre what feels like mediocre franchise tonight. Um, there, there are non-mediocre people in there, but it just feels like at the core, something is rotten with this Flames team. And it is really, really bad right now. Like, it feels kind of hopeless from a Flames standpoint. Um, I, I tweeted it out as the, this game was winding down because Lord knows I wasn't paying attention to the third period because why would I? Um... Let's see here. Where was it? Where was it? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Flames are now lost five of their last seven. A couple of those were in overtime. <laughs> Hooray! Um, but the... Oh, God. That's going to be the thumbnail tonight. Uh, <laughs> the Flames have lost five of their last seven. The goalies they've lost to, Magnus Helberg, Mad Sogard, Vili Husso, Yaro Halak, and Jackson, spelt with an X, Stauber. Two of those guys, at least, could introduce themselves to me with their name, and I wouldn't know who they were. Like, th this is... That you're you're not losing to world beaters here. It's not oh well you're paying the, the you're playing the cream of the crop right now in the the Western Conference. No wonder this team has hit a bit of a dry spell right now. Let's take a look at the schedule over the last little bit, shall we? Um, they just lost to the Red Wings tonight. Which, by the way, um, Adam Firebear, far be it from me to chirp. I appreciate people in the uh, the chat. Yes, no, I understand that the team who I cover um, lost tonight. That that does not mean that I am just oblivious to what great hockey teams look like. The Red Wings are fine. I'm just saying that they are not a team that the slightest bit of pushback and all of a sudden, oh, well, they're insurmountable. 20 years ago, uh-huh. Yeah, the, the second the Red Wings turned it on, it was game over. I don't feel the same way about Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, so like that, th this is, this is not a Red Wings team that should have given them that much trouble tonight. So I, I apologize if I offended some sense of whatever. Oh, it wasn't Adam Firebear. Sorry. Adam with uh, why can't they just be average every night? Where did I see that? Oh, Julian. Um, sorry. Friendly fire on Adam Firebear there. My apologies. Um, Julian Giannotti with the imagine chirping the Red Wings after we just swept you in a week. First of all, you didn't do jack shit. Second of all, um... Come on. that This is... Oh, yeah, your team lost to my team. You can't chirp about anything. Oh, no, you're right. That This team that is sitting in, like, 10th right now is just a phenomenal franchise. And I'm not saying the Flames are. We're going to spend the next forever talking shit about them, too. Um, I've completely lost track of everything. Right, the bad teams the Flames have played recently. Just lost to Detroit. Lost to Ottawa. Lost to Detroit again. Lost to uh, the Rangers, who are fine. Um, beat Seattle. Great. Lost to Chicago. 
How? How are you doing this? Like the, the, this was this was the stretch where you were supposed to slide right through. Like that this was the stretch where you were supposed to to gain momentum, and they're not. They they have the they they're the opposite of gaining momentum right now. They are currently tied with the Minnesota Wild for the last playoff spot in the Western Conference. They're five points back of the Seattle Kraken for the third spot in the Pacific Division. They are seven points back of the Vegas Golden Knights for. Um, they are seven points back of the Vegas Golden Knights for top spot in the Pacific Division. All of those teams have played less games than the Flames have. Like that, this is this was the stretch. Yes, the the Red Wings are are pushing for a wild card spot. Super duper. Again, this was a team the Flames should be beating on home ice with whatever this guy's name was, Magnus Helberg in net tonight. This was not a team nor an opposition that should have given the Flames this much trouble. If you want to lose to the Red Wings, lose to the Red Wings, fine. But they just had nothing tonight. Like, there was no pushback. There was no resistance to anything. Detroit got to do for the last 40 minutes of that game whatever Detroit wanted to do. This is, I think, significantly more about the Flames and what they didn't do than the Red Wings and what they did do. Overall, this just was not good enough from a Flames standpoint this evening. And there were a number of failures along the way. First of all, um, defensive zone issues were a big-time problem in this game tonight. I thought that Zadorov and Stone really struggled. Um, that there was it, it basically seemed like every time you looked up and Detroit had them hemmed in the offensive zone, you looked and you saw 16 and 26 kind of running around with their heads cut off. Um, one of the goals, I can't remember, there was five of them, but one of them, Bertuzzi had the easiest board battle win of his life, beating Zadorov on the, the, the right side, centering pass, um, and the Stone was late getting to the shooter and it went in. Like, just simple, basic stuff. And the Flames couldn't even do that. Defensive zone struggles have certainly been an issue for this team. Um, and I think tonight, like, look, we, in, in this house, we love Dan Vladar. He was bad tonight. The, the Flames, the Flames did not deserve a goalie to bail them out of this situation, but they didn't get that either. There wasn't the, oh man, Dan Vladar is keeping them in it. Um, because, I mean, look, through 20 minutes of play, it didn't seem like there was a keeping them in it that the Flames needed to do. Um... This is a, but after that, the, the Flames did not play very well, and then Dan Vladar didn't play very well either. Like, this was just a full team failure um, all all over the place tonight. Uh, we're going to go into the chat here for really the first time. I've kind of referenced it a couple of times tonight. But uh, we got 44 people in the chat right now. That is awesome. Share it with your friends. Um, get them in, and they, they can start chirping me in here as well. Uh, <laughs> but yes, we can, um, let, 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 let's just vent with this together, shall we? Share this um, um, share this video. That's how we grow these things. Like the video. That's how we grow these things. Um, the, the algorithm has not been our friend. So let's just keep this ball rolling. Like the video. Share it. Subscribe to the channel. We all would really appreciate that. Um, Audi was at the game tonight. Yes. So the, the Audi curse does absolutely continue. Uh, talent or coaching buy-in is the biggest problem right now. Honestly, I think it's all of it. Um, I, I have not been a, a big fan of what the coach has been doing so far this season. I, I do think coach coaching is the problem in terms of like, has there been buy-in? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Um, it's difficult to tell. Like if this is bought in, oof, I'd hate to see what not bought in is, 
but no, uh, just, oh boy. Also, the camera issues that I had um, at the, the, the start of this episode have taken away from the, the joke I wanted to make because I'm wearing all Blue Jays stuff tonight because this team has me feeling like I'm excited to watch the Blue Jays in April because I'm not going to be watching the Flames. That is for darn sure this evening. Uh, talk about uh, another reminder. Yeah, the Red Wings were on the second part of a back-to-back tonight. No, like They traveled from Edmonton to Calgary. Like You literally have to get on a plane. It's a nice plane. Um... But you're still not getting into Calgary until, like, the early morning hours or whatever. So it's, again, you're still playing a professional hockey game on back-to-back nights. And you shouldn't beat the team you're playing on the second part of that that badly. Um, Quite a bit going on in the chat tonight. Uh, Zachary, Wings fan, you're extremely entertaining. Thank you. Do you think the players have had it with Sutter and his systems? Look, like, I don't know if this is a full-on revolt from this team on this coach right now. Um, I, I do think that they are trying. I think that there are a couple of things about the Sutter system that are kind of outdated. The one is just fire pucks from wherever the fuck. Um, that strategy doesn't seem to be working out very well for them right now. Um, although, like, there was a couple of times, and maybe this can kind of lead into the, the the part for segment two. There was a start, the, the start to this game, I thought was really good, where you had, um, there was a play, Stone threw it on net, Back when wins a battle in front, that creates a chance. He ends up, I think it got blocked. It deflects over to Manjapani. He has a great look and it misses the net. And it's just that thing where it's okay. This is the next step. This is the, the next part of the progression, right? You have Stone. By the way, it's comical how far my chair has fallen already. Um, you have Stone who throws the puck on net, which is what the Flames always do. That is their MO. Shoot from everywhere. Scoring chances be darned. But you have Stone shoot from that far out. But then you have a couple players in front. You win a couple of battles. You get a couple of good opportunities. That's what this is supposed to look like now. Like, that's the next step. We just didn't see that enough. And we haven't seen that enough so far this season. But that's something that that second line or third line or whatever has been doing all along. Uh, that makes us 0-12-1 when trailing after two periods. It is rather disconcerting how easily this team folds, right? Like, where, like I said tonight... All due respect to Detroit, but um, this the Detroit punched you in the mouth once, and you didn't respond at all. There was nothing there. No fire back, no comeback, no whatever. And after of just days of everyone applauding Nazem Kadri for getting drilled, and yeah, he just popped back up, and a couple guys fought a couple of guys, and hooray, brain trauma. Um... But, uh, it was a clean hit on Kadri. But, like, you, everyone was like, oh, look at this team. They're fighting back. No one's going to push them around. Look at this battle. Look at this compete. And look, I fell for it, too. Where was that tonight? There was no compete. There was no battle. There was barely hockey played by the Flames this evening. Just, again, I can't get over how just bleh this team looked all night. They were horrendous in this game. And I am going to be complimentary now for the next probably uh, seven to 10 minutes. Do not take any of this as any type of anything other than this was a horrible effort. It's just, there was a couple of guys who played better. Um, it's nice to see Dylan Dubé playing better. He has been, and he is, I think such a key to that top line. Um, with Lindholm and with Toffoli, which by the way, I keep calling it the top line. I think the, clearly the Flames top line right now is Backlund, Coleman, and Manjapani. But Dubé, if he can get rolling, you have Toffoli on there who can score from anywhere. You have Lindholm who gets the, the, the shorthanded goal tonight. 
that is a line that if they can really get going, it just, it helps this team out so much. And I, I think having a third guy with them, there's a lot of talk about, like, it, it, it's the old it, 1996 WCW. Who's the third man with Kadri and, and Huberto? Right now, uh, Pelche is the Hulk Hogan to the Kevin Nash and Scott Hall that are the, the outsiders, Kadri and Huberto. The more you get into that, the more it actually kind of works, and I enjoyed that one. But, um, you, you have, like, Pelche, who is, I think, doing really well with them, and... You have Dubé now who can kind of be the third man with Toffoli and with Lindholm. It lets you stretch out the lineup. It creates some really good opportunities for those guys. And it shows growth in your prospects. So that is a, a really nice thing to see from a Flame standpoint. And you're seeing it again. The third line, th there isn't a whole lot of analysis here. They were just really fucking good tonight. On a night where no one else was, they were great. Um, anytime, I, I said anytime the Flames were stuck in their own end, it was Stone and Zadorov. Anytime the puck was in the Detroit end, it was Manjapani, Coleman, and Backlund doing a lot of the work. They've been so good. So, so, so very good so far this season that like that, that, that line deserves any type of praise that is put on them. And when you have a, what is supposed to be your third line playing like that, that this, that, that is supposed to seem like a very positive thing and supposed to be something that kind of pushes you down a, a positive path. A couple more in the chat here. Uh, imagine to coach, imagine coaching to suit the players you have instead of using the same playbook from 15 years ago. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a thing? But I mean, this is a coach who had Johnny Gaudreau playing dump and chase over the, uh, the, the last little bit. I'm just going to adjust my chair real quick. Cause I am, I didn't even know this chair went this low. All right. That's better. Probably sounded great on the audio portion of it. Um, Oh, wow, I feel like I'm in the captain's chair now. <laughs> and the mic's probably not even picking me up anymore, but no, like you're right. Like this is... And this is why this whole thing has been so challenging over the last couple of years. And look, like last year, they, they won the division in the regular season, whatever that means. And they won a playoff round, which is phenomenal. Great. Um, but this is why this mix with Sutter and Tree Living has always been really interesting. Because Tree Living, the, the type of play he seems to value, the, the, the high-skilled guys, right? The... Um, like just maybe a little bit smaller, maybe a couple of them lacking a bit of the, the truculence or anything like that. And boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, Daryl Sutter likes something completely different, doesn't he? Like Daryl, Daryl likes his big boys and Daryl likes a defensive style of hockey. The two just don't mesh. And I am telling you now for all of the... Um, all of the get rid of Daryl, fire the coach, has the coach lost the room? For all of those in the, the chat this evening, Daryl is not the one going away. I, again, I, I've been saying this for a while, and this is not an endorsement by me by any stretch of the imagination. Daryl's not going anywhere. If this season continues down the path that it looks like it is going, it's not going to be less Daryl. It's probably going to be more Daryl. He's going to have, I think, more influence on the players that are brought in and the style of hockey that is played here. And boy, that went really well the last time we did this. Uh, Daniel, I tune into a lot of these Game Over podcasts and Audi is one of the best hosts. Completely agree. Dude has been killing it this year. Like between the two of us, um, you would think he was the one who has uh, mainstream radio experience for 10 years. And I'm just uh, like a guy they picked up off the street. But no, Audi has been just phenomenal um so far this year can't say enough good things about him 
Uh, Adam, body language is so telling for where the team's at right now. Some of the most depressed looking goal sellies I've ever seen this year. Yeah, they're just, they're not having fun. That, that there is no fun being had on this team right now. That they, it, everything, everything about it is bad. Luke, if we add, it should be a bottom pair D and or a fourth liner with some speed. All the people saying sell, sell what? We have almost no UFAs of any value. Uh, what happened to Vladar? I think tonight was just a bad night for Vladar. It does open up an interesting conversation. Excuse me. Going into uh, the next game. What do you do? It's the um, it's the Rangers, right? The Rangers coming up on Saturday. I, I don't know what you do in that game. Uh, Dustin Wolf, maybe. I'm kidding. But it'll probably be Markstrom because he has a bit of a longer leash right now. When you're in Vladar's shoes and you're the, the flavor of the week, you are the, like, you got to keep that going. You can't have nights like tonight. Markstrom, it's not fair because Markstrom can have nights like tonight and then get right back in there. Vladar, I don't think is afforded that luxury. I, I think it'll probably be Markstrom going in the next game. Again, not what I would do, but that's probably what I think they are going to do. <laughs> this does seem like a game that Audi would be on the podcast for, but no, he, he certainly was at this game. Uh, Noah, earlier on, perpetual mediocrity, baby. Yeah, that's where this team has been at for... Um, Forever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Robert. I agree with that. Oh, and Liss agreeing as well. Speaking of the best hosts we have at SDPN, Liss, I I have no idea how she was available for us to even get, but I'm happy she is a part of this team because I think she's one of the best people talking about hockey right now, not even for us. Um, just for anyone in general. We're getting a lot of this, um, and I'm not just saying a lot of this because it's uh, Noah saying sell, 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 sell. Um, it's because a lot of people are saying the flame should sell. And I, I don't really want to entertain this too much, although we will tonight. Because I'm going to be like, hey, you know what would fix this 5-2 loss against the Red Wings? Luke Shen. Um, but look, I... I have, for most of this season, been under the impression, and kind of putting that out there, that this is not a team that is going to sell. Regardless of what this looks like, this team has kind of picked its path now, right? Like, th this is, you when you make the, the Kachuk trade, and you bring in Huberto and Uyghur, instead of pick, 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 and prospect, 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 you know? When you do that, you have chosen this path. And so now you are going down this path. And part of it too is, well, there, there's a few parts of it. One, Bradshaw Living does not have a job going into next season. And I would suggest probably isn't going to have one with this current organization. Um, unless something crazy happens here in the next little bit. Do I think that's fair? Eh, but at this point, like results are the results, right? Um, so you have a general manager who doesn't have a contract beyond this year. I think he could give two fucks if this team gets an extra third round pick next season. Um, and you have an ownership group that for forever, the goal has been just get into the playoffs. And this is why, like, look, 04 was a tremendous time. And it was so much fun. I'm sure in this city, I was 14 years old in Assiniboia, Saskatchewan. And so because of that, I uh, don't necessarily have a great grasp on what it was like here, but people there were fired up. Like this was something that caught the entire city. This was a gritty bunch of dudes with Jerome McGinley and Mika Kiprasov dragging them, kicking and screaming into the Stanley Cup final. And depending on your angle of a Marty Jelena wraparound, um, the, the Flames should have won that series. 
and it was amazing, and you had all the memories of, of beating the Canucks in Game 7, and going on and somehow slaying the dragon that was the Detroit Red Wings, callback, um, and then beating the San Jose Sharks, going into that last one. You, you have, and then the, the Stanley Cup Final, where Gimla fights Vincent LeCavalier. Amazing memory after amazing memory after amazing memory. And the lesson that was learned in this city by this ownership group was, well, fuck, if we just get in, anything can happen. Which is fine when you have a team of 23-year-olds. When you have a team of Ole Jokinen and Owen Nolan and Tony Amonte, just squeaking into the playoffs isn't great. They don't need the playoff experience. But this team has just been hell-bent on finishing sixth every year and then hoping that a goalie gets hot and one of the whoever's uh, ends up like getting on a tear and maybe you can finish third and you get a couple of extra home playoff games. Like you should not be building an organization on the hope that one day you'll finish third. You should be building an organization like the Red Wings teams of the, the dynastic run to just like dominate year after year after year. And that's more difficult to do in a salary cap for sure. Kenny Holland's finding that out the hard way. Um, but you... This team has never really fully tried, like, let's just tear it down and build it right back up. They did a little bit. And I saw someone in there blaming uh, Sam Bennett for what uh, what's going on with this team. And that is something I have said before. If Sam Bennett turned into the, look, he's, he, he's the modern day Doug Gilmore. If he turned into that dude, we've had entirely different conversations in the city over the last 10 years. Um... It's not, it hasn't been 10 years. Either way, we've had a different conversation over the last little while. But he ended up being like kind of a fringe third liner with a shitty attitude. And so now he's gone. And this team has kind of had to restart again. For having to retool on the fly, this Flames team has actually done really, really well. For actually building a functioning fucking NHL hockey team, I would say they've come up short pretty consistently for forever. And so you look at this team now and where it is at. What is, that? this is going to get bleak for a second, what is there to get excited about? Is it 150-pound Matthew Phillips who we all think is awesome and the only person who doesn't think he's awesome in the entire goddamn Southern Alberta is the dude who's supposed to play him? Uh, that'd be kind of fun. Hey, Connor Zeri's doing a couple of things. That's great. Jacob Pouche's being fun. Um, but the, the dude who you signed to the massive contract, that hasn't really turned out all that well. Um, I guess you have some defensemen who are kind of fun. Like your, your top line is great, but it just, there isn't a whole lot to get excited about around this team right now. And all of that is to say, I don't know what you could sell really roundabout way of getting back to the point, but we found it. Um, I don't know, like if you want to tear this thing down, fine. By all means. I just don't know what that looks like. Are you trading Huberto? Because no one's taking that contract right now. You'd probably, if you are fully committed to a full-on rebuild, you'd probably get something pretty good for Toffoli tomorrow. You can probably get something pretty good for Lindholm tomorrow. Um, aside from that, like, you don't want to trade Backlund. I guess you could, if you really wanted to, but um, I think he is so valuable for the young players. I don't know if you want to be trading him away, but you could probably get something for him. You're not getting something for $6 million of Blake Coleman. You're not getting anything from Elon Lucic. I guess you could maybe eat whatever, however much you could of the rest of that contract since he's done at the end of the year. But that's so you can get a seventh round pick in here. Um, maybe a Lewis. Like I've seen people in there, Zadorov. Could you get anything worth 
anything for Tanev right now. Like this team, everything I've just suggested tonight, it's like, hey, that's great. You've got a bunch of fourth and fifth round picks to, to work with now. I just don't think this team is going to go that way. Should they? Probably. They should have a long time ago. Um, look, the, the the last little bit with Johnny Gaudreau and Sean Monahan was a blast. Well, more Gaudreau. Uh, but with Gaudreau and with Kachuk, boy, that was, wasn't it so much fun, that game where they scored nine goals against the Edmonton Oilers and they finished first in the Pacific Division and Johnny Gaudreau had 115 points and everything was great. The cruel reality of all of this is we shouldn't have ever seen that because this team probably should have blown things up saying to blow things up after the Colorado series is maybe a bit extreme because you had just had a very good run and finished first in the Western Conference but then when that didn't work the next time that's probably when it all should have gone you know and everyone oh well you can't sell low on those guys but then the second anyone started playing well what are you gonna trade them like it's just you are perpetually stuck in this, well, we're playing too bad so that none of our guys have any value. And then the second anyone starts playing any kind of decent hockey, ownership's going to keep them around because, again, they are just so hot and bothered by finishing as the second wildcard team so they can get two home playoff games while getting curb stomped by Colorado or Vegas in the first round. I just don't know what you do with this team. Like... Left-handed penman said, can't sell while holding Huberto and Kadri Uyghurs long-term. Uh, time to buy a Timo Meyer." And again, it would be, uh, yes, I would love Timo Meyer. Boy, he would fit Daryl Sutter, Sutter well. Can't afford him next year because the qualifying offer is $10 million and this team doesn't have $10 million of gas space. So they don't have anything really of value to sell off. But you're in kind of this stuck spot where buying doesn't make any sense and you don't have the money to buy anyway. And so you're just caught in this loop that we continue to go through over and over and over again with the Flames where, well, we can't really set off, sell everything off. I mean, look, Jay Bomeister has the Flames in seventh place right now. You're going to sell while you're a playoff team? You saw what happened in 2004. Oh, we lost again? Okay, well, let's try to come back. Oh, you can't trade Johnny Gaudreau. He just had 99 points this season. Look, this team is on the come up. Well, no, you can't. You can't sell this team now. Uh, how dare you try to trade away Sean Monaghan? Look what he's tried to play through. We go through this every single time. And the problem is ownership is content with it, right? Because everyone keeps going and people keep buying the jerseys and people keep buying the tickets and people keep watching on TV and they keep scraping into the playoffs. Like that's some accomplishment, which yeah, like it's, it's cool to be one of the 16 best teams out of 32 in the NHL. It'd be great to be like one or two sometime instead of 14th or 15th, but that just continues to be the goal. Now I'm just rambling about this odd death spiral that this flames team continues to be in, but we've just seen the same pattern year after year after year. Yes, they 100% should just sell anything that is not bolted down and start over. You're not going to get Connor Bedard this year, but it seems like a pretty good draft. They should do that for sure. They're not going to because you just signed Hubert Owen Kadri to these long contracts because this team is afraid of a rebuild. And as it sits right now, even as bad as it seems, they're only a point out of a playoff spot. And for some reason, that still means something to this team today so 
Well, this was depressing, but cathartic. I feel, I don't want to say I feel better. I actually feel quite a bit worse after going through all of that and just kind of realizing on the fly just how very fucked it all feels with this Flames team right now. And the the main, I, I think I've said the main thing like eight times, but this new main thing, it shouldn't be this way, right? Like this isn't, you look on paper. Lindholm, I think got his 16th goal tonight. As Robert said in the chat, Tyler DeFoley, very fun. Scores a bunch of goals. He is actually quite talented at the sport of hockey. You have Manjapani Backlund Coleman playing like one of the best lines in the NHL. You have Huberto. You have uh, Nazem Kadri. You have Tanev, who is playing out of his mind for the last like three years. You have Noah Hannafin, who is on the cusp of being like one of the top defensemen in the National Hockey League, or at least being invited to that table. And you have a goalie who got Vesna votes last year. On paper, this is a good hockey team. They're just not playing that right now. Um, it, it is bad. It, it's just like, it's bad and it shouldn't be. I look at this roster. This should be a playoff team. Right? Like Huberto had 115 points last year. Kadri just won a Stanley Cup. Lindholm, we were talking about him getting 50 this year. Maybe a little bit pie in the sky, but still, we were talking about it this year. There's so much talent on this team, and like two of the guys are playing to their hockey TV page right now. And that's that is what is incredibly frustrating, is we have seen against some of these good teams how this team can compete, how this team can hang, how this team can play. And yet they just kind of don't most of the time. Uh, and yeah, Alan Walsh tweeting this out. Thank you to Robert, um, our mod extraordinaire. And just a, a human being extraordinaire in general. Um, sending it in the group chat and he just put it in the chat here. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Also, negativity sucks the joy right out of players. Yeah, that has been uh, another part. I don't like how Daryl has handled the media at all this year. It's like he's got a bit of the attention and he knows everyone in this city loved him coming into the year. So he was going to try to like, he's working on his bits for just for laughs a little bit later. Um, like, I, I don't, I don't like how he's handled the media. I don't like how he just throws his players under the bus at a moment's notice. Young, old, whoever, he, he does not discriminate on who he shits on on this team. And there is very minimal praise. And you can say, well, the paycheck is all the praise you need. Yeah, sometimes it'd be nice to say, hey, I know you just busted your ass for 60 minutes and got the tar kicked out of you, but you did a good job. Sometimes that thing might help. And maybe he's saying that behind the scenes, but it'd be nice to have that out in the open sometimes. And as left-handed penman pointed out, as I, I should have pointed out, uh, that is Huberto's agent who was saying that this evening. So hopefully this Flames team turns it around. Probably they won't. And we'll just be stuck in this place again when we reconvene next time. Um, for more positivity like this, you can catch our podcast. It's fun. Some of the time. Uh, it's available wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe that. Like this video. Up to 16 lights and 61 people watching. Misery does love company. <laughs> like, hey, come watch the weird guy in a mustache and a Blue Jays hat meltdown on YouTube. Um, like this video, share it with your friends, keep tuning in. 
As frustrating as this team can be, I really enjoy doing these shows. Thank you all so much for tuning in. The next time you will see Game Over Calgary is with Audi on Saturday. Uh, is that a Saturday night game? Or is that a Saturday afternoon game? It's things he should have known beforehand. It's a Saturday night game against the New York Rangers. An 8 o'clock hockey night in Canada start out here. Uh, Audi will be on with you after that one. And then I get the family day afternoon game against the Philadelphia Flyers. That is a 2 o'clock mountain time start there. My name is Peter Klein. You can follow me on social media. I am at Primetime Klein on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I have a podcast of my own called Couch Potato Diary. I'll be back on Game Over on Monday. Ani's got you covered on Saturday. You all have a wonderful evening. And yeah, just a couple deep breaths. couple deep breaths and we'll, we'll get through this sometime. Game Over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.